Did you hear that noise? I think it came from inside that bottle. Welcome to the Comics Vault Podcast, Episode 2. I'm David of PA Nerd Cosplay. And I'm um, Neil. Thanks for uh, tuning in for the Episode number 2. I'm glad that uh, people didn't burn down my store after they heard the first episode. Actually, people came in and they said they really enjoyed uh, talking uh, with Ken Hunt uh, last week. So um, we're back again with another interview, um, this time with uh, the folks that are running um, uh, Zombie Town this weekend. Uh, Nova Six is uh, is our guest. Yes, and uh, we had I think last time I checked fifty two listens so far. So that's a you know just starting. That's that's pretty good. And Thanks for listening fifty two times, Mom. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, you can find me on uh, Facebook and Instagram at Peter Cosplay, and you can find Neil on Facebook and Instagram at the Comics Vault Altoona, or just come into the store and uh, ask to see Neil. Yep. Probably behind the counter, so... That's preferred. <laughs> All right, Neil, uh, what comics are coming out this Wednesday? Um, yeah, what's what's the date? Uh, 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 October 4th? October 4th. Um, it's a big week, actually. My order is, is huge this week. Um, some great things that are starting is um, the renumbering of the Marvel episodes. We had uh, Legacy come out le- last week, and... Um, all the comics are going back to the old numbers. So instead of Avengers number 11, um, Avengers kicks it off with number 672. Uh, that's a legacy tie-in. So uh, these Marvel numberings are actually a big deal. I'm selling a lot of these books. Also, uh, All-Star Batman 14. Uh, we're midway through the Bane Conquest series. We're on number 6 of 12 uh, coming out. Batman 32. Um, a big one in Batman the Dawnbreaker. This is a ba- um, Dark Knight's metal tie-in. Uh, this is the third one shot. Uh, Batman White Knight. Um, this is kind of a cool little flip because um, the White Knight is actually Joker, and he's the good guy in Gotham uh, fighting the Dark Knight. That's that's interesting. It's a nice little uh, juxtaposition of colors there, and I uh, there's some actually some neat things that they're talking about uh, with that book, so I'm excited to read it. it. Seems like with some of that stuff they do, you know, he Joker can almost be an antihero at sometimes where he's not completely the villain but he you know helps you know save Gotham a few times where he's not just always the bad guy he just likes mayhem uh, Iceman number six and Iron Fist 73 those are legacy tie-ins uh, going back to old numberings as well uh, we got a Justice League and a Nightwing coming out this week um, we finished up uh, Batman Shadow that was a, a great tie-in between um, uh, the dynamite character Shadow and Batman uh, that was a one to six. Uh, now they're flipping it and they're doing Shadow Batman. That's going to be a six-part series that starts this week. Also, uh, the staff pick is Spirits of Vengeance number one. Now this is a limited series, a, a mini series, one to five, and number one comes out this week. Um, everyone loves Ghost Rider, but his last book only lasted like six six issues <laughs> before it just got canceled. Uh, so hopefully this one um, brings it back. I did read that um, Johnny Blaze is is the Ghost Rider in this story, so. Uh, there's a lot of people excited about it. We also have Darth Vader, Superman, um, another legacy tie-in with Venom number 155, uh, and the newest Walking Dead number 172 comes out this week too. So Everybody loves a good Walking Dead. Yeah, there's lots of great books this week. It's a great way to start October. 
Um, it's going to be a great month in comics. So uh, if you need any of these, come by the store, give me a call. I'll try to try to hold some back for you. All right. And uh, for the events coming up this week, anything special coming up in the store or just uh, what are you holding here at the store? No, nothing uh, Nothing this week except this weekend we do have the, the Zombie Town. We're tied in with that a little bit. That's right, yeah. Um, that's going to be an event that lasts uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But uh, we'll talk more with Chris from Nova 6 later on in the uh, podcast. Yeah, so uh, let's crack open the vault and get into the news for this week. I'll start us off. Um, I saw that Tom Welling, um, from he was uh, Clark Kent in Smallville. He's returning to comic book TV next month with a role on Fox as Lucifer. Um, but the one time Clark Kent is open to more, he said specifically, is The Flash. He said that he is willing to go on to The Flash, and he has some few ideas of how it can happen. But if they ask him, and I believe he's talking about him being Clark Kent, um, and he says, in fact, I think I can make it happen. It, it sounds like he wants to do a version of Clark Kent through Flash, because if, if you're you know, caught up with Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, uh, and DC Legends of Tomorrow, there is a huge amount of tie-ins. And um, Supergirl was originally on CBS, I think or CBS, ABC, or something like that, but they had canceled her, so CW had picked her up, which was a good way to tie into the rest of the CW stuff. And before they had done that, the way they tied her in was they uh, she's in a different multiverse, just like they have Earth-1, Earth-2, she's on a different Earth in a different you know universe. So I'm assuming uh, Tom means that he's going to be either in that universe as Clark Kent or a different one. So that would be uh, interesting to see if... Something comes about that, because I know he's directing stuff now, so I, um, he might have a little pull. I don't know, but that would be very interesting to see him come on to uh, Flash and do something along those lines. So, you got anything for us, Neil? Mm, Defenders. I finished up Defenders. So I, I still have to watch that. It's, I, I've watched the first episode and a half. Right. And that's... <clears throat> uh, it doesn't get too into it in the first like episode and a half I guess for the Montoya doesn't get into anything until like the end of the second episode yeah, it's, um, it's certainly far from perfect but um, I think they've made some great improvements and innovations uh, in these Netflix the first is making uh, uh, shorter seasons this is all there's only eight episodes in this season uh, the episodes are shorter um, they need more team-ups um, which they did um, I, I, I like it if you can stick around for the first half the second half is well worth it the last two episodes are, are just killer. And I think it helps a lot that uh, we have four leads um, that all carry their respective dramas. Um, Maddie Murdoch certainly carries the show. Uh, yeah. Daredevil is the linchpin that keeps everyone together, but um, it's really, really good. Which I would suggest going back and watching you know, all the other ones they have so far is uh, Daredevil uh, season one and two. They have uh, Jessica Jones tie-in, Luke Cage. And then uh, now Iron Fist before Defenders come out. Um, in my opinion, I, I wasn't a huge fan of Luke Cage. I just found it a little bit boring. There wasn't enough fighting for me. It was more of just like drama and stuff. I get that, you know, the storyline was good. It's very original and it, it makes sense. But to me, it just kind of just was a little bit flat. But, you know, it, it's something I would say go back and watch just to tie it in. And it, it makes sense with everything. So, which uh, leads us into... I found uh, Danny Rand to be the, the weakest, weakest link there. Um... I didn't really enjoy the Iron Fist, but he's fun in the Defenders. Uh, they, I think they should just let him go. and uh, If they have to keep him, um, keep him in the team-ups and let the, the stronger characters uh, pull him along. Um, that's what Super Friends are for, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and that leads us into uh, the uh, 
Punisher series coming out now. Um, the trailer is out. I believe they have... Is there two trailers now or just one? Uh, I think they had a second one. The first one was, was this week, and there was a huge response to it. It yeah, looks really it, good. Yeah, and uh, you can actually go... If you go on to um, the Comics Vault Facebook page, uh, Neil had put that up uh, last week. Yeah, it looks like uh, they're, they're splitting time here. It doesn't occur right after Daredevil Season 2. It's, he's not quite the Punisher yet. Looks like a lot of uh, uh, backtracking flashbacks to uh, some war stories, uh, how how his character came about. I think about. it'll make it you know really interesting, especially you know he talks about his past in Daredevil season two, but it doesn't you know you don't see anything. It's just from what he tells you. So now they're you know you're going to get a visual of his family, what happened to him, why he is you know turned out the way he is, and it just seems interesting. Which um, at this point here, I will add a clip of my favorite quote um so you guys will hear that here in a second um, you and me we want the same thing so work with me on condition i'm gonna kill them all yeah i can live with that now we'll go on to uh i saw that spider-man homecoming is the number one superhero movie of 2017 it brought in 873 million dollars global which beat out guardians of the galaxy volume 2 which i'm kind of excited about I, I love you know guardians of the galaxy but I'm a huge Spider-Man fan, so... What is Wonder Woman sitting at? That's, uh, that's the highest grossing DC movie of all time. I, I didn't see... I, I didn't, didn't check it. It didn't pop up on, you know, the news, but I... What was it last I checked? It was a couple hundred million, I believe. If I remember correctly, it was like four last time I checked. Was that it, or was that too, does that sound too high? I'm not too sure, but, uh, you know, it's... Spider-Man has been, you know, kind of a the main comic go-getter for me, is which started me into the, you know, the nerd culture. As if you even asked Neil, the first thing I asked him when I heard about the store opening was, "Hey, do you need a Spider-Man for your, you know, store?" So then that's how we started talking, and you know, got to working together. So uh, the domestic on Wonder Woman as of September twenty-eighth is uh, four hundred twelve okay. million. That's huge for a DC movie. Yep. Which you know, she is right now probably the backbone of DC. Keeping them together, which, you know, like I said, I think I said two weeks ago, it was the same thing about uh, Batman and Superman movies were kind of not, they, they weren't nowhere near that, you know, gross, but this movie brought them back and saying, oh, well, we can at least make a good movie. Yeah, so. I'm not sure if it's it's keeping it together. I think it's a great jumping off point. Yeah. I got to tell you, I'm, I'm really excited about uh, Justice League. I just read an interview um, with Danny Elfman, who is actually scoring Justice League, and he he was sounded like a little kid. He had all these fan moments. Um, he's actually incorporating um, some of the Wonder Woman theme into um, into the new Justice League movie. He said, "If I'm doing that, um, I'm going to take some of the the Hans Zimmer Superman, and I'm going to include that in the Justice exciting. League." Um, he said, "Each character has their own little theme." And just to be able to hear some of the old John um, John Williams uh, Superman stuff, I think that's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for that, and that brings me back to being you know a huge Spider-Man fan. He did the uh, score for the first three Spider-Man movies that Sam Raimi um, directed, so that's that's pretty exciting. Um, and which and also talking about DC, um, uh, the Flash movie script is done and submitted to DC, and from what I understand, it is Flashpoint. I can't believe they're starting with Flashpoint. <laughs> that they are. Um, they're certainly trying to knock that one out of the park. There's a ton of other smaller stories they could have started with. 
a flashpoint is top notch. That's a game. If they're yeah. gonna try to pull that off, they're gonna. Uh, I'll be really impressed if they do that. Yeah, they. I mean, they've already. There is a lot that goes into Flashpoint, and they already have. You know, they have this set amount of characters for the Justice League. So now they're going to bring in basically double that for you know Flashpoint, making you know Thomas Wayne Batman, and uh, you know how I think from the original story is it's basically Superman versus Wonder Woman or Aquaman versus Wonder Woman. Yeah, and uh, so that'd be very interesting. There is an animated film out. It is. Oh, it is tremendous. Uh, the end when the Flash brings back a note from Thomas and gives it to Batman. I'm balling. It yeah, is uh, is great. That's uh, the one thing I will praise DC for forever is their animated movies are fantastic. Like I don't, besides you know the comic books, their animated movies are I'd say like most of them would rate you know at least eighty ninety percent of Rotten Tomatoes. They are just amazing. So yeah, and Flashpoint uh, animated films no different. Uh, you haven't seen it stop this podcast right now go watch go watch watch flashpoint um it might be on netflix i I, i'm not sure i don't know how i don't know but uh, you can find it at walmart for like eight bucks it's uh it's the best eight bucks you'll spend oh yeah along with you know most other dc animated movies too they're just yeah if i had to rank uh, that is number two right behind the red hood for dc i've not gotten to watch that one yet stop this podcast (laughs) i'm I'm, I'm gonna right now go watch it (laughs) Go watch uh, Under the Red Hood, and then follow it up, uh, make it a double feature, and watch um, uh, Flashpoint, because it's worth it. you have any other interesting news for us? Mm, not interesting. Um, I'm ready for Blade Runner. Blade Runner, a uh, couple-day wait. Um, and I haven't, I haven't been watching anything. I haven't looked at any spoilers for this at all, and I think entering a film like this, uh, ignorant is, might be the best way to approach it. Um, Blade Runner is in my top five movies of all time. I've watched it more than any other Star Wars movie. Yeah. I've watched it more than Superman. Um, I just, I love it. I, we have all the Blade Runner movies at my house. I have not watched a single one of them. Now, I, I saw the trailer when I went and watched, you know, the last couple of movies in theaters, they've been playing it, and the trailer looks fantastic. I mean, I didn't know what it was about at first, but they, you know, just kind of put in perspective this whole futuristic, um, you know, time of, He's a is he a cop? Yeah, you need to watch it. Yeah, it's, it it looks awesome, and, you know, and um, Harrison Ford's in it too, so that that just makes it that much better. It's uh, really easy to be wary uh, these days because Hollywood just sets their sights on another classic, trying to give it a reboot, mm-hmm. reprisal, reimagine reimagination, um, cash grab. But um, uh, I, I think this one's going to be a lot different. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Um, back to TV, I guess. Uh, Inhumans came out this week. Yeah, I didn't even know it was coming out. <laughs> yeah, well, so did neither <laughs> did ninety eight other percent of of the country. Yeah, well, when they did the uh, the pilot episode in IMAX, that you know, try I tried to find out where I can go watch it, and I didn't see any place in Pennsylvania you could even watch it. If anything, it'd you know be down Philadelphia or Pittsburgh area, and it. It's just kind of upsetting that oh we're gonna you know make this a very small demographic of people that can go see it so that's just that's just very upsetting so I don't know if I think you were saying that it might be the first episode that was in IMAX that aired or you know I'm not sure if, if that's the case but if that's it you know that is that kind of helps some people that didn't get to go see it but also a bummer for people that did go see it and spend that money and like oh we didn't need to do this I like uh, I like Lockjaw I could I could read a book about Lockjaw and if Black Bolt is just sitting on a throne looking <laughs> badass. 
uh, then I'll, I'll I'll watch that. But I, they've always just been poor man X Men to me. And what I saw was uh, the ratings for it when it first hit IMAX. They were at like forty some percent, thirty some percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and within like two weeks it jumped up to seventy eight percent. I don't know how. I don't know what you know what changed people's minds, but apparently it's a, you know decently made now. So, but you know, have to, we'll have to go see it for ourselves and. Yeah, hopefully it makes it to episode three or four before it gets canceled and we can get a chance to watch it. Uh, Len Weissman, he's a director that uh, he did uh, Die Hard, uh, Live Free or Die Hard. He's actually putting together a producing um, Underworld for TV. That's exciting. I don't, you can't go wrong with Underworld. I mean, the movies were fantastic. Is it the same actors? Is she, um, I can't remember. Her There's name. no word. Kate Beckinsale. There's no word yet oh, if she's I, I really hope so. That'd be awesome. I'll watch it. Which I, I would make sure to buy that seat the first season on DVD and watch it over and over again. So uh, I don't think we have too much else to talk about. Watchmen. Yes, uh, Watchmen. HBO has uh, has ordered a pilot of The Watchmen. That's all the. Uh, this is, it seems like October is the month for TV at all. Yeah, and uh, the CW shows Arrow, Flash. Um, Supergirl, DC Legends, Supernatural, they're all starting up in two, uh, two weeks. So October is, you know, the, the month you better be taking some time off from work and sitting on your couch and eating potato chips and getting fat and watching lots of TV. Yeah, so. and uh, great opportunities to get out of the house in October, too. We have um, uh, the Zombie Town. We're, we're going to talk about that here in just a moment if you hang with us. Um, that's uh, this weekend. Um, three weeks, St. Francis has a great event called uh, Super Flash. Uh, they're debuting um, a movie uh, called Look to the Sky, um, tying the whole week into into a big comic book event. That's going to be great. We're actually going to have uh, Kent Tonkin here next week talking about that. Um, he's a, a professor at St. Francis University, and he teaches a Batman class, and he's putting this whole event together, and he is brilliant. Um, it's as close to how I'll ever get to, to, the, to touching Batman's cape as... <laughs> is, having a conversation with this guy because he knows it all. Um, end of October is uh, Halloween Comic Fest here at the store. It's the fall version of Free Comic Book Day. Uh, we buy uh, comic books. We give them away free that day. Um, we have an artist, come, a Batman artist coming into the store. There's going to be free prints to give away. Um, trick-or-treating's coming up. That's a great chance to get out and see some costumes with the kids and uh, gonna, collect some candy. Are you doing hosting in that? Are you going to have someone outside the store giving candy? or? Um, I, we're not sure what's going on yet. We, um, we're participating in, a, in a Forever Media's um, Safe Trick or Treat. So okay. We're going to have a presence there passing out candy to the kids and uh, taking some pictures of some costumes. But uh, yeah, not just the greatest start, great start to television, but uh, great opportunities to get out in our area here and experience some other uh, comic book things yeah october's a seems like it's a very busy month i mean you know fall starting uh a lot of halloween stuff's going on tv shows so yeah um, make sure you're looking at the news see what's going on see what tv shows are coming make it make your own tv schedule make sure you can you know you're being able to catch up with this stuff i'm way behind on things since you know last fall yeah it's a great it's a great starting point for everything but it's when you start to get behind yeah. too because you still have life to get through and uh, comic books to read and families to take care of. Um, but there's some great stuff starting, so d- don't don't miss out. Yeah, make sure you don't make sure you are caught up with stuff. Once you get, once you get behind, it's it piles up. I, you know, you're behind one episode, and it's like, oh, well, I'll watch that. Next one builds up, and you're you know, next thing you know, you're already half a season behind. And right. So, 
Yeah, so let's um, let's jump right into Nova Six. Where we're gonna, they're going to talk about the the zombie event coming up this weekend. Um, and thanks again for listening. I I, I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for episode two. Uh, so uh, goodbye. We'll see you next time. Yep. Yeah, he interviewed us last year, and the exact same question to her. <laughs> so He's asking why? you all the cool, easy questions, and I get, why do you like zombies? <laughs> why do you like football? I don't know. <laughs> Seems like not many people are liking football now. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Stay away from all that stuff. I try not to read it. All right, we'll get right into this interview here. So, uh, first off, why are you guys here? Why are we here? Because you invited us here. We appreciate Very it. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> now we're from uh, we're from Zombie Town, so we wanted to come in and talk to you guys a little bit about it. Invite you guys down, of course. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about uh, about the history of zombies. What um, what got you guys into that uh, whole genre in the first place? <laughs> <laughs> Was it uh, Romeo? Romero, blasphemy, Romeo. <laughs> There's no Romeo on that sandwich. It's Romero. No. Um, <laughs> um, good question. I don't even know where it came from. I just, I know I've always liked monster movies and stuff growing up. And then eventually, because I'm probably way older than you guys, like whenever Resident Evil actually came, first came out and I bought it like the day of, uh, I've been hooked ever since on stuff, you know, just like games, movies, everything. And then you get later on once actually somebody showed up and had a budget and started doing like Walking Dead, you know, it's... It's just awesome. So, yeah, it's been... I, I've always loved monster movies and stuff. You know, Jason, Freddy, the whole deal, you know, ever since I was a kid. And I kind of dragged you into it with me. You like some of it. You like you like some of it. Is, is there a specific movie like that got you into it that you first watched and was like, oh, well, this makes me want to do this, you know, have this mindset forever? Um, I think I remember when I was really whenever I was young my dad not letting me watch Friday the 13th so I had to see Friday the 13th that was probably because there was nudity in it and then <laughs> that's the best type of movie <laughs> um, and then later on I don't know just um, Evil Dead was one of them that really jumped out but I like there were other ones even before that like I love probably one of my favorite all time favorite movies as far as like scary whatever when I was a kid was uh, Dark Knight of the Scarecrow which like no one ever seems to know but Dark Knight of the Scarecrow and uh, the remake of The Thing was awesome, and then just John Carpenter stuff in general. So, yeah, there's a ton of it. I love a lot of that stuff. I think um, vampires and werewolves, mm-hmm. they are just content to share the world with us. <laughs> they are scary on their own right, but we can still go about our daily lives with, uh, with those creatures around. Yeah, uh, zombies, are different story. <laughs> zombies are a different story. They, uh, they don't give a fuck about uh, us and... They'll just keep coming and coming and coming, and I think that's what's... See, vampires and werewolves blend in, unless it is the Stephanie Myers, you know, Twilight vampires when they go out and sparkle. But you, you can pick them out, you know, in any crowd. Yeah, I've never... I've never I, could, I can't force myself to watch it. I, I, I tried I reading can't. the books, and I got to, like, the first page, and I'm like, wow, yeah, this just, is so boring. I just can't. I mean, but it was put in perspective to me, um, nonetheless, by a pastor who's, you know, he's a nerd as well, but he told me, he goes... You know, Stephanie Myers is a Mormon, and she was at a party, and someone, exp- she's never heard of vampires before, but someone explained to her what a vampire was, so she nice. went off of being a Mormon and what they told her, and that's how she got her stories. Nice. I don't know where the sparkling comes from, but, yeah, it's a no clue. weird yeah, I've never, I've, I can honestly, I've never seen it. I don't think I've seen anything uh, from those movies other than a commercial. 
Like I've never seen any part of it. I have I think no Van, interest I think Van whatsoever. Van Lindering does a better job than what they did. <laughs> no interest at all. We're also being um, bombarded every day by these uh, catastrophes across the world. Mm-hmm. Social, bank breakdowns, people living in squalor. And it's hard for us to wrap our minds around those big problems. But we can project those onto... Imagine what the world is going to be like through zombies. I think that's why it's lasted as long as it has. It's a good old-fashioned, you know, just the end of the world movie, end of the world show, end of the world. It's just, you know, now it just has a different bad guy. You know, the, the bad guy is us coming back to kill us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's... But I, I just, I like the whole genre of it. Um, I'm not one of those purists that, that's like, I love everything zombie, every single movie I have to watch. No, because most zombie movies are just crap, let's face it. You know, it's like they have a budget of about $16, and a lot of times they're just awful. So Stuff you're going to find I'm, on the sci-fi channel. Like. <laughs> so yeah, I pray, like sometimes I pray for like movies that would be on the sci-fi channel because some of them are so bad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's nice to see that... Um, some of the budgets and stuff have been actually going up on zombie movies. We were just talking about this at the last place and said it was cool. Even it's it's becoming a little bit more or a lot more mainstream with stuff like Walking Dead and with Fear and then whenever they did um, uh, World War Z, you know, stuff like that. So that was that was pretty cool. So uh, what brought about doing Zombie Town? Was it anything in specific that you just said, hey, I'm just going to... Do a big old festival of just zombies. <laughs> what what kind of sparked it was friends of ours actually from Maryland. Um, they come up to visit one time. Xbox friends. Um, they come up to see us and we're like, "Hey, we want to show you our downtown." Well, they come up over the weekend and it was like they were here on a Sunday, so it was there was nothing open, and this was a. 2011, 2010, something like that. So there was a lot less downtown than what's going on now. And uh, so we took them through, and they're like, wow, this place is like pretty desolate. They're like, this would be the perfect place for like a zombie apocalypse. And we're like, you're right, it's already ready to go. You know, it's like at that point, most of the buildings were unoccupied and falling apart. You know, it was before all the renovations started. And uh, we're like, that's just funny. Like, it does. It really looks like just the start of any, you know, everyone's dead zombie movie, good zombie movie. And, um, we just started talking about it after that. It was just kind of like, we should do this, we should do that. You know, what if we did a parade, or what if we did this? And they just kind of started throwing ideas together. Well, and I think going to other zombie events, mm-hmm. we were dissatisfied. Yeah. And wanted to do it better, so. That's, yeah, some of, there was one in particular that we thought was like the be-all, end-all. It has to be. You know, the be-all, end-all zombie event. And we're like, we have to go to this. It's going to be great. If we only wish we could do something like this. And then we went, and it sucked. <laughs> I was like, this is terrible. It was just a big grass field, and you had to pay, you know, it was like $25 to get in, like, per person. And it was just two very long rows of vendors with really crappy hardcore bands at the end, at the end of it on, a like, a picnic table. I mean, it, it was just this dumb, like, we're like, this, this is it. This is what everyone's been talking about. Like, where's all the stuff? You know, where's where's the meat of this thing? And it just that was definitely one of the things we're like, we're just doing our own. Like, we can't. You know, it's we're like they set the bar pretty low. Yeah. So we can't. You know, how how bad can we do this thing? <laughs> we can't be that bad. Look at this. You know, and they're they're in like year ten. You know, so now we just started um started talking about. We've been talking about it for a long time. 
Uh, and then we finally took it to, we started to kind of piece together some different people um, in different communities and, and also help with like our business, um, our, our business started to grow. So that started giving us contacts that we kind of needed to put something like, like this together because if we would have tried it, you know, 10, 11 years ago, whenever we first were like, we're really thinking about it or whatever it was, um, if we had tried it back then, like no one knew us. We were, were a new company. We were kind of unproven, you know. So we were just—I could just imagine back then taking this idea to them, be like, "We want to do a concert and festival and all this stuff, and everyone will be a zombie, and it'll be great." And I could—I could just see the just this deer in the headlights look, and uh, that's—we just weren't ready at the time. And but then you know, fast forward however many years later, seven, eight years later. We started to make, we had, we had under our belt all these clients, you know, and they're like city clients. So then we're like, let's, let's reach out and ask them and let's invite them to a meeting and let's invite them. So we got this like group of people together that were kind of like key players around the area and we're like, okay, here's what we want to do. Judy in the DABC, Judy was awesome. Absolutely. She really helped us launch it. I don't think we would have, I don't think we would have actually done the first Zombie Town uh, without if Judy wouldn't have stepped up and, and kind of not necessarily made us do it, but we gave her this idea and, and you know how Judy is like Judy's very like once she's like, once she gets a hold of something, she's like, yes, like she's all go. So we kind of told her what we wanted to do and she didn't look at us like we had three eyes. So we're like, okay, let's do it. You know? And she's like, I can put you in contact with them. Like if she had like, she like filled the gaps of the people that we didn't know to contact. So we're like, well, we know this person. They're like, great, you need them, but you're going to need them too. So she kind of like filled in the blanks of who we didn't know who to contact or what routes to go with because she had she had worked with the city in, in different areas than we had. And then we just sat down and had a meeting, and it was very much like this. And we <laughs> we went in, and it was like a room full of like ten or twelve people. It was like a whole like this long boardroom scene, you know, like this long table. And we're like, okay. We want to do, <laughs> and we were expecting so you guys it. Have all your pie, pie marks, <laughs> pointers, and stuff. No, we, we I think we, we had research. Oh man, we were prepared. We went in. We had research from other festivals. We had research of you know it's like zombies are like a billion dollar annual you know income or revenue and whatever. Just all these different facts of different things from other events in the area or not even in the area, just in like the country that they do. And we were just like armed with it. And we didn't need any of it anyway because we just pitched it to them and they were like. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that sounds <Yeah>. great. <laughs> We're like, okay. <laughs> well, and then um, ABCD and the guys over there, yeah. they gave us the idea that maybe this could be Altoona's signature event. Yeah. And that got us thinking in that direction, too. So we had a lot of input. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right yeah, we're going into the uh, second year. Yep. Um, we're adding a couple, what I hope are staples, wonderful things. Uh, first, a parade, and second, a luscious booze. <laughs> what are what are some things you noticed last year that just had to be changed for uh, for the second year? Alcohol. Absolutely. Uh, last year, it, uh, you know, it was because we did have like this group, and you know, it was us taking this crazy idea to the group. You know, they agreed to do it, but it, there were kind of like not necessarily stipulations, but for them to be involved, they they definitely had more input um, because they didn't. You know, it's like. 
some of these some of these players were used to doing their own events over the years, so they're like, well, we'll do it, but we need it to be like say this time, or we'll do it, but we want it to be like this, or we want it set up this way, or so there were different things, and we we're like, okay, you know, as long as we can do it, let's let's do it. You know, we would we would say what we wanted to do, and sometimes we would win, and sometimes we would lose. And it's just that's the way it works. Um, but one of the things we we talked about a lot last year, and it, it definitely, you know, we wanted to have, or at least I did. I don't know. I wanted to have alcohol, but it just we talked it out and got vetoed. And I felt that it was just with this town and just about any town. I mean, face it. You know, you go to you go to baseball games, and baseball games are awesome, but. You know, you take away the concession stand and don't sell beer. How many people are going? You know, you do concerts at other places, you know, wherever it is, and you take away alcohol. How many people are going? You know, it's like they just a lot of these places that do concerts, uh, Bryce Jordan, wherever. You know, it's like you, you take away their alcohol. A lot of times, they can't really even survive. So, um, but that that's a big component this year. Not like the whole thing centered around it, but. <laughs> Last year, what happened? <laughs> no, last year, what happened? And it's only in the evening, too. So, what happened last year is we did our event the same day as Rails and Nails over at the Railroaders, which was awesome. And we, we promoted, we told, hey, everyone go to Rails and Nails. So much so <laughs> that, like, at four or five o'clock, whenever Rails and Nails opened, it was like, hey, everyone went to Rails and Nails. <laughs> you know, it was. I know the kids were tired. Yeah, the so. The kids were it was, tired, they were heading out. It was brutally hot. I wanted to go home too. Um, it was that was one of the hottest days of the summer. It was the end of August. It was in the 90s, high 90s, and zombies were like liquefying. Um, and by then, the the kids were just they were exhausted. And I think parents were exhausted from having the kids. And for us, at, at what we were doing, like you know, there wasn't a way to go. Like parents didn't have that. Like okay, I'm gonna go drop the kids off with the sitter and come back because. Oh yeah, nothing. <laughs> you know, we just didn't have like that adult side for them to come back, enjoy a dinner, and grab right. a drink kind of thing. And uh, and we added it this year. You know, they they saw it last year. We talked it all out, and it definitely wasn't like. Um, what's cool is that we don't make demands or anything. We're just like, here's our view. What do you think? You know, here's here's what we want to do because it's we still even though like Nova Six, even though we are like the I don't even know what to call it like in charge of it. We're not necessarily in charge. It's more of <laughs> taking on the burden of trying to do all of it ourselves and then asking each group to participate in the way that they can participate without overload. Yeah, without overloading them and trying to dump more stuff on their lap than A, what they can handle, or B, what they signed up for. You know, they're just like, hey, you guys are good at this. Can you do this during Zombie Town? Instead of us being like, okay, cool, you, do, you guys do this. Now, can you do. You know this, 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 this. You know, it's we try not to do that. It's more like, okay, we'll try to handle as much stuff as we can, but if you can just do your part here and you can advertise because this is what you do there, and you guys can do some of this over here, it'll be great because it, we're all working together for one thing. You know, it's like one flagship event is what we're trying to build it into. There's a great call moving it back uh, five or six weeks, so we're into October now, closer to Halloween. You got the whole theme thing going on. And uh, like you said, it's not going to be a million degrees out there. Hopefully well, not. I don't know. This week. 90 degrees today. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> That's, that was definitely a thing for me. I, mean, I hate to eat. I'm, I want snow and ice. and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm I, I like here. snow as long as it's not on the roads. 
Looks nice, but just keep it off the road. Doesn't matter to me. I'll drive right through. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Subaru. <laughs> we, we did. Used to. Yeah, we <laughs> did. It's my favorite car. Yep, it was like a tank. Um, but no, I, I, we wanted it to be colder um, and, and definitely more into the Halloween season. And then also, too, whenever we did in August, school kids weren't back yet. You know, school wasn't in, so that eliminated us even having a chance of sending flyers home about the event. It just it, it changed a lot of things that we could or couldn't do as far as promotion. Uh, college kids were just moving in like the weekend before, which translates into out of town and partying you know they're not coming here they're they're just moving into college and they they have their own thing going on you know so this year it's nice because it is all kind of wrapped into the same you know into that holiday season you know the the the, uh halloween season so what's the uh what's the schedule events from saturday into sunday Uh, i mentioned a parade that's uh that's new and uh, like I mentioned before, Altoona this loves is their parade. First Halloween parade. Yeah, so yeah we, as far as, as far as we know, we keep saying we keep saying because we had so far we've had like one person send an email through the website and they're like they're like that's not the first Halloween parade. I was like, well, we talked to the person that it has to like. There's a there's a guy in town that the parades cross there's his desk. Guy. There's that guy. That's that's one of his job things. Is like he has to sign off on the parade. And he's like, I and literally told he's like, I've been at my desk for 45 years and I've never signed off on a Halloween parade. And he's like, and I can't remember one before that. Well, <laughs> so to me, I'm I'm saying it the first. You know, what I mean, whatever. If there was one at? 75 years ago, I'm sorry if we missed it. Okay, you keyboard warriors. If yeah. it's not the first, go at it. Yeah, we looked. We we couldn't find we couldn't find anything. So and it was awesome. Judy was sending emails. She couldn't find anything. We gave up at like 90 years, and we're like, we're done. The That's town's so only so so old. Yeah, right. So we're like, well, That's we exciting. give up. <laughs> we're like, so it'd be kind of cool. You know, I don't. We don't know necessarily what to expect with the first one, but. Um, we're doing it. <laughs> it's too late now. Uh, okay, so what are we doing? What do we, what do we read here? It starts Friday with the blood drive. Oh, that's right. Which I don't know the times. I have no idea what the time is because they changed it on. Tentatively nine to two thirty. But we can have a bloodletting right here in my store. Yes. <laughs> yes. There you go. We'll start at eleven. <laughs> Good letting at eleven. Uh, yeah, we're doing the the blood Maybe. drive. I'm going to make a poster for that. <laughs> the blood drive at the red for the Red Cross over at the railroaders on Friday. It's during the day. Uh, later on in the afternoon, evening, we do a concert at the railroaders, uh, small town horror show, which happens to be my band. Whatever. I can do that. Um, <laughs> and then, don't uh, be that guy. Don't be that guy. Whatever, I'm allowed. And then uh, we're also doing a zombie contest, which we're just going to do some kind of like costume contest or something there and give away some prizes we've had donated, which is cool. And we have a, a Pantera tribute band coming in called Pantera, which is awesome because this last year, I was telling them earlier, you know, last year at, at, up until that point, um, the heaviest band they had was for Zombie Town, and they did an Aussie tribute. And that was like the heaviest thing that's ever been into railroaders. So this will be interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know how, how it's going to go. <laughs> They're not ready for it. I guarantee it. I guarantee that. No, it's going to be great. And then later on in the evening, uh, Jabba Paranormal, they're going to do a ghost hunt in the railroaders because everyone, it's all, it's like a haunted location. So they're going to do a ghost hunt from like 1030 in the evening to like 2 a.m. or something. I, I guess like the ghosts are riled up after there's a concert, after noise. So they'll be moshing. That's how um, <laughs> I was asking. So last <laughs> ghost hunt I did, the guy it was at uh, Gettysburg, 
And wow. the guy got down to reenact with the one of them was crawling or something. Yeah. And as he scratches his foot on the floor, you, you just hear him let one rip. Nice. So <laughs> that's, he, that's he great. played it off very well, though. So. It's like that was the floor. That was that was the ghost. Because <laughs> I mean, Gettysburg is full of ghosts. It got a bunch of Civil War, you know, soldiers. Well, let me see what else we're doing here. Um, we're doing this is all out of order. We're doing a zombie run on on Saturday downtown, which is awesome. Uh, it's pretty cool where you get to basically be chased by zombies through the streets and stuff. I mean, they do other runs around the country, but this is down through. I think this might be the only one I've seen that's actually in a city. In a city, the rest of them are all just out somewhere now, in the field. I, now, I had a question about that one. Is, is that where? Like, how does how does that work? If they like, because there's going to be people that are caught. What happens yeah. when you are caught by a zombie? You, we have basically it's like flag football. Oh, you, know, okay. you We end up wearing flags. So the whole idea, the whole idea is to run and get past the zombies and at least have a flag left whenever you cross the finish line. You know, so really nothing happens whenever you don't. <laughs> whenever you <laughs> just we just laugh at you because you have no flags left. <laughs> yeah, point and laugh. Um, but no, it's it, you get um, for signing up for it, which is nice. Uh, the money gets donated to a charity, which is cool. But then you also get a, a medallion that you took place in the race, or you took part in the race, and then you also get a T-shirt that you took part in the race, which you guys have, you know, kindly enough uh, sponsored, which is nice. And then you guys will be on the shirt, so that's good. Everybody um, loves T-shirts. Mm-hmm. That's my entire wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a kid zone, which is nice. Um, you can families can bring everybody down. It's pretty cool. We have. We're going to have, like, the National Guard rock wall, like, the rock climbing wall, and some military vehicles. They said they're going to bring some strikers. We're going to have, like, fire trucks and police cars and things like that for kids just to kind of check out. And then we're having a, a Nerf club, the ANC, the Altoona Nerf club. They're going to do the uh, the zombie Nerf war. So we have the one-hole parking lot, and we're just going to, like, close it all in, and the kids are just going to go run around and shoot each other. With Nerf I, I know. We have so many people, like, we're trying to separate, like, that's way down on the end, away from the beer. <laughs> so, you know, like, keep the beer up here and all the adults, and then let the kids go and play. So, um, But it's cool. The Keystone Pinups are going to be there, and we're going to do, like, a photo booth and, and just different games and activities for kids. So just a, a safe place. I was telling someone that – Someone, I think someone asked if it was going to be safe for kids because um, Nerf and whatever. I'm like, well, it's literally, it's surrounded. Like, we have the street blocked off for it, and it won't be opened all day. And it's surrounded by the military, the police, the fire department, <laughs> and, like, the ambulance. So, I mean, it's, if anywhere is going to be safe, it's the kids' section of the event. <laughs> like, that's the place you want to go because everybody, that everyone there is, like, either military or police or something. So that's – it's definitely safe for kids. Um, we have a food drive. What we're doing um, during the parade and stuff, too, is we're just asking people to bring a non-perishable item and we're going to collect it for family services. And then they, they divvy it up into their different places that they have because they have a whole bunch of different groups. Tons of vendors. I think we have, as I was telling you earlier, I think we have about 40 vendors, which is awesome. And then, again, the, for the first Halloween parade, at least we're saying so, <laughs> whatever. Um, the Undead Music Fest is bands. We have bands all day long from morning until I think the last one's at 9, uh, 9 at night. Uh, from Chris Vipon, we have like Backyard Rockers. Um, trying to think of who else is even in it, the early, like the daytime stuff. Time. But we have so we have music all day, and in the evening, Alton Muir is going to do a concert for us. You know how they do their summer sounds? They're going to do an evening concert with us, and they're going to do um, 
Agent Smith, and they do, there's another, they kind of join with another band, do Agent Change, so it's like an Allison Change tribute, which I saw them play at McGarvey's, which was awesome. And then Black Sun's going to play at the end, which should be interesting because they're a heavier band. So it'll be, again, it's like the heavy, the heaviest thing they've ever done at the Railroad is on Friday, and this will absolutely be the heaviest thing they've ever done at Heritage Plaza. So that'll be interesting to see. <laughs> and then at the end of it all, um, just because we wanted to, and then he ended up dying, uh, George Romero, we're going to play Night of the Living Dead outside for everybody. We're going to have a movie at the end of the night. So we have a big screen and projector and the whole deal. And just Neil's going to be up front right for that. <laughs> oh, we forgot about the flash mob they just put together. Oh, yeah, that's new. Yeah, we just found out today there's going to be a flash mob right at the end of the parade by, um, who is it, Allegheny? Ballet. It's Allegheny Ballet and Arts Altoona. Yes, those people, which is awesome. Yeah, we just didn't know. We just we got a message about it today. We're like, cool, sounds good. We promote it. <laughs> do thriller. I'm dancing. I'm doing it. <laughs> if I could dance, I'd probably be. Into it, but, uh, <laughs> these hips weren't made for moving. <laughs> I uh, appreciate the fact that um, you guys chose this area to do it. Uh, we were talking before about bringing things downtown that bring uh, people and um, something that some of us fringe businesses sure. get to participate in too. Um, clown carnivals downtown don't necessarily bring people to comic book shops. So yeah. This is uh, genre-related, and I'm, I'm really psyched that, uh, that you guys chose to do it again. Uh, we, we plan on making it. like I, I hope this thing goes on forever. I, I keep telling everyone this is... One of, the, one of the things whenever we went to the city and stuff and we told them we wanted to do this was we looked around and we're like, why doesn't Altoona have a flagship event? Like, why isn't there one event you know, that everybody kind of joins together to do? And everyone just kind of looked at us puzzled like, that's a very good question. Why don't we have one? And we're like, well, why don't we, why don't we just use this? You know, everyone wants to work together. Let's, let's use this. And um, I was like, I used the comparison. I'm like, Johnstown's only 45 minutes away and they have one and it's been doing all right for them. So why don't we work together and do one? So then there's a lot of people who have been getting on board and they, they see it. They understand what we're trying to do and it is to just try to create one, one big event. And eventually we want it to grow to the point where it, it isn't just a two-day thing or a three-day thing. It, it does turn into however long it needs to be. You know, We want it to be this, this all-out destination where you plan it for your whole year that's where you're going to go every year you know that's where you want to go and and spend a little bit of your halloween month you know that's that's something we think we can grow into we have the population we have we have enough resources it's just getting everyone involved to kind of work on the same thing because what happens and you guys are downtown so you know what happens is you know there'll be group a they want to do their thing and then there's group b and they want to do their thing and another and another and another and they all kind of compete for the same weekends we're like well instead of competing like we want to do zombie town but we want to do it with you not against you not we don't want to do it up against one of your events we just want everyone to work together and Lori tells it she says it's the you know the, the raising the barn kind of approach and that's what it is you know it's like it's all of us working together to build an event you know we're just all we feel that we can make something really truly special out of it if we just work together to do it. When it's different because it's not a sponsored event. No. It's, it's everybody has resources, we just pool all of our resources and yep. everybody promotes the way they can. Yep. 
you know, there's very, very minimal sponsor anything involved. You know, the, the days, or at least in our eyes, the days the of this guy sponsored the race. Yep, the, the days of going to someone and be like, "Hi, we're going to do this, and if you could just only give us five thousand dollars, we'll make sure that we put you on some little banner behind the bathrooms that no one will ever see." It's uh, you have to do it. It's just it's changed. No one has that type of money, eh? You know, I mean, it's it's that's rare now. Um, but what people expect more now. You know, people want more things. Like it used to be that all you had to do was throw a banner out somewhere and it was, they were A, they were happy, and then B, it just, it worked, you know. But now it just doesn't. It's different. Digital age and whatnot. Kids and their damn phones. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys still looking for uh, volunteers and uh, people dressing up like zombies for that day? How can, uh, how can people get involved? Uh, if you go to zombietownusa.com, uh, it kind of spells everything out. There's a, a volunteers section where you can go to and you can click and fill out a little form that sends it over to us you don't have to you can just show up as a zombie too they did have them show up last year that's true just show up and you can we'll just point you in the right direction and be like hey do you want to help you can go scare people you can <laughs> you can do this you can do that um it's a good idea if you want to be part of the race to sign up yes because we only have so like we'll only have so many runners and then we can only have so many zombies to chase so we can't have 10 runners and a hundred people chasing them so um, but it, it is nice to have. It's kind of realistic. <laughs> well, then everybody would just get caught because if they follow suit like every single zombie movie, whatever, I don't understand. We were just watching, we were just watching what Fear of the Walking Dead the other night, and uh, there's zombies like a hundred yards away, and and they're Romero zombies, so they walk, and they're these people were like running it like sort of like a brisk jog. And they can't get away from them. <laughs> like I'm like, where is the danger in that? Like I don't understand why they're so afraid when they're like a quarter mile down the road. The <laughs> worst, they're more out of shape than I am. Seems like most horror movies where you know Jason Voorhees is chasing you and <clears throat> you're falling and tripping like every three steps you do. It's like there's nothing in your way. What are you tripping over? Tie your shoes. Twisted ankle. Oh, it's always, always yeah, always the twisted ankle to get you. It's the blonde with the twisted ankle. <laughs> See, it's uh, always a good thing to have somebody, you know, do something in towns to get people together. I mean, I'm from a small town that there is absolutely nothing there. So it's, you know, nice to do something to get a lot of people involved that they're going to want to do. Yeah, we, we feel that, I mean, I know it's a, a niche audience. You know, but moving it to Halloween, or at least the Halloween season, kind of opens that niche up. Whenever we did it in August, it was like purists. You know, it's like you're like a zombie horror guy or girl, and you're the people that came to it. <clears throat> now, this year, being that we moved it into October, then it's Halloween, you know, and every little princess and every Power Ranger and every, you know, they can all come down and have a good time, and it doesn't have to be zombies, you know. As much as I would love it for everyone to be zombies, like you all have to be zombies. We can't, you know, we can't tell people like it's a Halloween season, but you can only dress up what we want you to dress up as. You know, as, as cool as it would be that the entire downtown was zombies. And anyone can be in the parade. Yeah, yeah, which is which is different too. This is um, I don't know of any other parade that you can actually just show up. We're all going to meet, you know, an hour before the parade starts. <clears throat> so there'll be all the vehicles and everything else, but then, you know, like at the end or beginning, I don't even know if we've decided. Um, but there'll be this, the section where, like, okay, if you want to be in the parade and walk with everyone and be in the parade, line up here. 
So if you have a costume and you have, you could all, everyone can be in the parade. I think it's the only one that's open to the public. It's, I don't know of any other parade that is like, you can just participate in it, you know, without being a business or being in a dance school or being whatever. This is just, you know, Joe Schmo's at home and he has a costume and he has a friend that he can drag, you know, <laughs> drag down to it. You guys can be in the parade. Everyone can be in the parade. So that is different. Yeah, I really dig that this is all family friendly too. You guys are sectioning off entire <clears throat> sections just for kids. There's going to mm-hmm. be a carnival there. There's going to be rides. And, uh, no, rides. no rides. No I wish rides. there were rides. <laughs> Certainly <laughs> some um, similarities and uh, analogies between zombies and consumers. Um, this is this is free for people. You're just inviting families to come down. You're have a good time, dress up, walk around, and yeah. There's very. I mean, there's only a few little pieces of it that actually require you to buy anything. Like Friday night to get into the concert at the Railroaders is five dollars. You know, that's um, then if you want to be a runner in the run, you you buy into that. You have to buy your registration. But like I said, you get a T-shirt and a medallion, and then the money goes to charity. So it's the um, which I don't remember what it is. <laughs> it up. It's the equine therapeutic. It's for PT, PTSD for military stuff, mm-hmm. but they it's they a really use really good program. You know, like ant like horses and stuff. It's really cool. A friend of us, friend of ours that helps us, one of our like team people, uh, Rachel brought it to us, and she's like, "Hey, here's this charity that we really I really want to work with. Can we work with them?" And Get us the details. Like it's, it sounds cool, you know. Um, got us all the details, and yeah. So any, so r- anyone that does sign up to do the run, um, as far as the actual survivors that pays the fee, that's where the money goes, you know. Which is which is pretty cool. And other and than they're that, local. It's a local yeah. nonprofit, so for their they're for Blair County. Yeah, we didn't like the idea. There's there's been people that approach us about like, oh, you should get you know this organization or that organization. And other than the Red Cross, we just wanted to stay local. Um, with like local charities because I you know we just wanted to help local people like the whole thing is a local you know that's why at least this year anyway I don't know if we'll ever get that way but there's no we don't have Best Buy we don't have you know it's like we have you know smaller uh, independent businesses that are all kind of being a part of this you know the the radio state like Q94 and WTAJ and all they're all you know it's like it's all local businesses that we're all part of it VTH I think it's Victory Therapeutic Horses. I'll go with that. I, that's what <laughs> I don't know. I saw, he's, I have the logo with the, the words logo on it. The logo doesn't have the words on it. Yeah, I have another logo. I just got it today. Zombie Horses. That yeah. would be intense. <laughs> the zombie dogs out of Resident Evil. Yes. Dobermans. Oh, Humane, uh, Humane Society's coming too for the kids zone. They're going to not bring zombie dogs, <laughs> but they're bringing animals and stuff. And yeah, it's, it's just a good time, you know. Like I said, last year was pretty cool. Habitat for Humanity is there. Yeah. Last year was pretty cool, and uh, this year will just be even better. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys for coming out and talking to us. Uh, cool. Thank you. I'm so glad we could. looking forward to this event. So what are the dates again? It is October 6th and 7th, Friday and Saturday, the 6th and 7th. All right. And you guys have your social media handles. They can uh, contact you or look it up. Zombietown USA is the best place. Zombietownusa.com is the best place, but then also our Facebook is Zombietown USA. Uh, what else do we have? Jeez, everything. Instagram, <laughs> Zombie Town USA, and um, Twitter. Twitter, Zombie Town USA. We have all of them. So yeah, and anyway. we're the .com, not the .net. <laughs> yes, yes, ZombieTownUSA.com. Thieves. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just send us a message. Jump on Facebook. We're on all the time. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys for being here. Yeah, cool. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot.